All right. What is going on? The dude's got one hell of a show for you guys tonight. We got Fastlane, Raw, AEW, Great Khali being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Andrade granted his WWE release. Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil hosting WrestleMania 37. All that shit and more. You got Smark and Boxman, and we are your Dirt Sheet Dudes. Tonight there's gonna be a 
What is going on, everybody? Fuck, I love that song. My my son's my older son's favorite song, by the way. A little jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. Ah, how's everybody doing on this Wednesday night? I am Boxman. Smark is sitting across from me, ever so handsome. What is going on, Smark? What's up? Wednesday night, man, ready to get this done. We got fast lane to get into. We got a lot of shit to get into, man. We got Raw. We got AEW. We got some fun news. And we got a few things we're going to go ahead and wait till Friday to talk about, like the uh, Peacock little controversy with uh, them kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word censoring. They're not really censoring. Um, taking off some content. Put it that way, Smart. You like that? Sure, why not? Yeah, we're going to wait till Friday, see if we can maybe get more info. Maybe they'll take more off. We'll talk about it more on Friday. I just wanted to wait on that a little bit since it's kind of just happening today. So we'll wait on that. We got plenty, 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 plenty more to get into. We got three shows to knock out for you guys, and uh, we are going to get that done. And I guess, Mark, you want to go ahead and knock out the plugs? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's go ahead and do that. Let me go ahead and get something going here. We're going to have to, uh, I may as well go ahead and say this since we do everything else on the air. Um, we're probably going to have to go ahead and record these with a uh, little non-copyright intro behind it. We keep getting <laughs> we keep getting blocked in New Zealand and Syria and Iran and Cuba. God damn it, they deserve this show. So... We're going to get that fixed. I think me and Smart need to come on and do these plugs um, with a little bit of uh, non-copyright music behind us. We'll get it done and um, just kind of add it to the intro, and that'll, that'll knock everything out in one shot. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll help things out a little bit. Anyway, let's go ahead and knock out these plugs now. Hi, Marks, Cheese Man, Mojo, and G-Wiz. You guys know where you can find them. If you don't, I'm going to tell you anyway right here. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt. Network. That's right. There's two T's in MIT. Do not forget that second T. Mixer.com is Metal MIT Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. That's where you can find them. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. I would say go ahead and get subscribed to that. There's some Pentagons looking to release a lot of stuff on uh, UFOs. It's coming out. Uh, if you haven't been listening, you might want to check out that article. Um <laughs> There's some crazy stuff coming out, and I'll bet they'll get into it on the Inhuman Experience. So definitely check out Bobby Blaze and Bobby Anthem on the Inhuman Experience anywhere you find good podcasts. And, of course, the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Check out those guys. They're on Blog Talk Radio. They're on all the usual podcast platforms. Eric, Doug, and Daniel, great guys over there. You should be listening. And Stephen Milan for sharing the show. Greatly appreciated, sir. Find him over there reviewing movies. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. And there's two L's in Milan. And you can always find us on YouTube, Anchor, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google. You know where. Let it roll, Smart. Metal Mitt Podcast Network on the Mixer device. Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man the Cheese Master. Ceremonials. And also be sure to check out Sunday's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. The Modark City Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. And last, ever, 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 ever least, check out Planet on Tour. 
Planet Little Raccoon Floor Podcast with Bobby Anthem, Bobby Davis, Seer, Andy, Yaki, Nasty. 16 episodes are available for you right now. And season 2 is on the horizon. Who knows what kind of joys that's going to bring. So you're going to want to be subscribed so that you'll be the first to know, the first to go, and the first to listen to season two of Planet Raconteur. There you go. It still sounds like you're scratching your microphone. Hopefully we can get that worked out. And on that note, and again, do not forget to check out the old Planet Raconteur. So there we go. Let's drop down this music. And now we can get into this show. Like I said, we've got a lot to kind of get through here. And I think we should get through it, man. But uh, yeah, did you by any chance see that whole thing on the pentagon having to release all that shit saying that pentagon has taken an interest in ufos no not that pentagon not that pentagon no 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 no. the actual pentagon um supposedly i mean even uh, senator marco rubio i believe he's of florida um is like telling them that you know people have been seeing things lately going over not just over their houses not over trailer parks no 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 going over military bases dude UFOs, they don't belong to us, they don't belong to anyone, they're just unidentified flying objects. Pentagon, uh, there's a WIVP is the one I'm looking at here. Uh, Let me see where they're out of. Um, Buffalo, New York. And they're saying that the headline, difficult to explain, Pentagon to release report detailing UFO sightings. Mm, There's about to be a lot of crazy shit put out by the Pentagon on UFOs and aliens, man. Aliens, bro. What do you think of that, Smart? I mean, I don't know. I hate to be a wet blanket, but I just, like, kind of don't care. Oh. Like, I feel like there's just so much more, like, actual, important, pertinent shit going on that we could address. Maybe not here, but I mean, just in general, like, you know, maybe we spend less time on UFOs and more on like healthcare issues. But hey, you know, whatever. Well, no, I I get that, but I mean, this is you know, this is part of their job over there at the Pentagon, and uh, you know, Rubio might not want to be getting involved in it. I don't know why he's involved in it, but um, for some reason he is. But yeah, I mean, there's crazy aircrafts. I mean, they got a picture of one. There's a little video here. Um, I'll go ahead and post this in Mixler and. Anybody who wants to check that out as they stroll on in the chat room can do that. Window chat. Uh, but uh, there's some, there's about to be some pretty crazy stuff going on in the old UFO world. Um, just just be prepared, man. We are not alone, Smart. I haven't had a good probing in a while, so I guess that'll be... <laughs> well, you are from Tennessee. I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> But I don't know, man. I was I was listening to a couple of shows. Uh, I get a few more podcasts in during the day as I'm driving the forklift. Just put my little headphones in and go. But I was just listening to a show talk about this today, and I came home and looked it up. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a real story. There's a lot of stuff about to happen in this thing. So New York, uh, let's see, New York Times has a little article on it. Uh, local Florida stations, Kentucky stations, CNN. Okay, CNN has it. Oh, Jesus, Mark. You're killing me over here. Apologies, apologies. Whew. All right. Anyway, 
go ahead and get into the fast lane here. What do you think about that? I just wanted to let everyone know what I meant when I was talking about the whole little earlier when I was talking about the inhuman experience. So uh, there you go. If ever there were some inhuman experiences coming up, it's going to be very soon. And you're going to want to be subscribed to the inhuman experience. When this happens, when Independence Day hits this land, Uh you're going to want to say you were Will Smith. There you go. That's a missed opportunity right there. How have they never made a poster? Like a a mock poster of like Independence Day. We have like, or Men in Black, I'm probably thinking more of. We have like Bobby Anthem as Will Smith and Bobby Blades as uh, the other guy. I forget his name. Or vice versa. Tommy Lee Jones. There you go. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. I'm a... I'm a fan. I, I I like me some Tommy Lee Jones. He's a bad motherfucker, man. Been in some great movies. I mean, Jesus Christ. Let's see what can we what can we throw off the top of your head here? He was in one of the Batmans. He was in uh, uh, Fugitive. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Mar- uh, Marshals, U.S. Marshals. That's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, the Hunted. That one with um, uh, what's his name, Del Toro. Um, Benicio Benicio del Toro, great movie right there. Uh, he's been in some great fucking movies, man. Great, great movies. Uh, I like Tommy Lee Jones. Always have, always have. So, all right. Anyway, enough movie and alien talk. But uh, once again, definitely want to check out. Uh, be subscribed to the Inhumans because uh, I got a feeling they're going to be forced to come back one way or the other very soon. Um, so you're going to want to be ready for that, too, just like you are for Planet Tour, Right, Smark? That's right. That's right. Prepare, 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 prepare. There you go. My kids are Boy Scouts. They're prepared. So you should, too. Anyway, let's get in fast lane. <laughs> let's go ahead and just give the overall here, Smark. Um what did you think of Fastlane? I mean, it's already Wednesday. People have heard a lot about it, but uh, we'll get into it. But what do you think here? What did you think after a few days of letting it simmer? Experience, if ever I've seen one. I, I And as you, as you could tell, I, I was a really big fan of the show based on the one lone <laughs> message I said to you on Messenger that just said, quote, this show is bang with about eight A's. It... it it was now there were some good matches i'm i'm not going to bullshit there there were some good matches there was some really bad stuff um i'll be honest i had no problem with the beginning we started off with the uh sasha banks and uh, bianca belair versus naya and shayna match that was for the uh women's tag titles we start off with that i had no problem with that match really that 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 actually was actually a good match and a good kickoff um didn't really see the reason for Reggie to get involved. I don't think it was really necessary because it didn't really change the outcome of the match. Not he didn't. So it just kind of made it nonsensical to me. I don't know if you agree, but it did. I I get why they had him get involved. He had to, but it seemed why. So I don't know what you thought. I think I lost Mark. Nope, I hear him. I'm here. Now you are. Well, words were not coming through your microphone. And they're not now either. Oh, shit. 
we thought we had you working. All right. Anyway, I'll. All right, I hear you again. Now I don't hear you. Now I hear you. You hear me? All right. <sighs> this is not starting well. <laughs> but uh, while Spark is over there trying to work out a few kinks, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep rolling here. Um, again, I just didn't think it was any reason for Reginald. He really didn't change the match at all. Um, I mean, it... it Baser did get the win, and I mean, it, it, it just didn't matter, though, because the real part of it was the real reason she got the win is because those two were arguing. Um, let's see, we go, you know, Sasha at one point had Shayna pinned. Naya comes in, Bianca cut her off, cut off, cuts off Naya. Naya throws her into Sasha, breaking up the pin, and Sasha and Bianca start arguing, and Shayna's just, like, awkwardly lying there. And then Sasha gave... Bianca smooshed to the face, called her a rookie. Belair leaves, and that was it. Match, you know, Baszler rolls up Sasha for the win, still awkwardly on the on the ground. And then Bianca comes back in. They keep arguing. Sasha hits Bianca and points at the WrestleMania sign. That 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 that's pretty much what it was. Uh, Smart, we got you back. No. Don't have smart back. All right. I need to watch my volume a little bit here. I noticed I was extremely, extremely loud um, the other night when uh, after smart signed off of Skype, and I apologize for that. I did not know, and it did not show that I was that loud. So I do apologize for that. But um, all right. Let's see. Smart back. No, maybe. Yes. Who knows? Maybe. Sounds like it. There we go. All right. All right, so just got through that whole, again, I just complex match right there. I didn't mind the match itself. I really minded the overproduction of all the bullshit. The uh, opener? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was an all right match. I was like, when I first turned it on, uh, Bianca and Sasha were wearing the matching gear. And Shayna had on like the like kind of reddish whitish pants, so it was like I was just seeing a bunch of like reds and blues, and it looked like it was like those old fucking cheesy eighties three D movie glasses. Yeah. Like I started sitting there watching the TV, and I was like, "Am I on drugs?" Yeah, like, I didn't think I did drugs before this show, but I, I feel like I'm a like slightly high right now. So that was really my main takeaway there. I mean, honestly, it just it kind of it was what it was. It was a decent match. There was really no reason why it had to. <laughs> like they Shayna or not Shayna uh, fucking Sasha and Bianca like they had like one other match that wasn't a tag team title match I think they won that one but then other than that they're not really a team and I don't know why they keep giving them title matches yeah I don't know but again not a bad opener I, I just once again did, did the, the, the overproducing the overbooking the, 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 the arguing I mean I, I get it they wanted to build up to a match but I mean, let's face it, we could have done this this week. We didn't need to do it all in one match. You know what I mean? Didn't need to throw all the components into one. Oh, you're breaking up. You're good. Okay. I just got to not move, breathe, or think, and I'll be okay. Awesome. 
All right. So, all right. Let's go ahead and move on from that match because I'll tell you what, the next match I actually really liked. I thought this was a fucking great match. This was the Apollo Crews versus Big E match for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, yes and no, but go ahead. Well, again, I, I like that they went right to brawling. These guys didn't sit there and put on a fucking headlock or tie up. They, they went right to fucking brawling. Um, Biggie with the spear off the fucking apron to Apollo. And then yeah, I feel like we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, then a couple of splashes on the apron. And I love that he was screaming. It was almost almost a little Roman Reigns-ish screaming, this is what you begged for, motherfucker. I added the motherfucker. Um, but <laughs> he was screaming that. And then, you know, Apollo suddenly makes a comeback. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'll admit, the way they did the uh, finish with the roll-up and the, you know, one's this way, one's that way. I didn't like that. But the match itself, I enjoyed every minute of it. That's fair. That's very fair. Like, everything that happened before the finish was good, but the finish itself was just really fucking wonky. I mean, to the point where even the commentators just didn't know what to say, <laughs> so that they just stayed dead silent. And then they just sort of concluded that Big E won because Apollo was attacking him after the match. Like, that's how they figured that out, which I don't know if that was even supposed to happen or if he was just, like, improvising. He was like, well, fuck, we got to do something. So it's just, it was it was good. And then, like, it's kind of funny because I caught on the spear, too, because, like I said, we haven't seen that in a while. He kind of stopped doing that, and I think kind of for a good reason because you don't want him breaking his neck. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it's cool to see him bring that bag in, like, big match scenarios. And I think he was doing a good job of... Uh, you know, like we were talking about before, transitioning onto a more serious role, more serious character. And it's cool, and I like that, and I you know, I think it'll probably end up being a good match, you know, when they, they end up having another one at Mania or whatever. But, like I said, the finish was very wonky. Just very wonky. It just looked bad. Like, Alvarez yeah. pointed out that it was interesting that it was so bad they didn't even show a replay of it. Uh, there was no reason. It was just like you said. It was bad. Now, to just kind of sort of, I'll sort of, try to break down the finish a little bit. Um, they they kind of both roll up into like a little small package, uh, little on the ground there. First, Cruz has Big E pinned. It's one, two, and then E, Big E rolls over, and he's got Cruz pinned, and the ref counts to three. And, th and, and that's kind of just what it is. It was just one of the, it, again, con convoluted for no reason. If th there were so many ways to keep the feud going, and... I, I get you wanted to make both guys look strong, but you know what? I would have rather a DQ finish than this finish. I would have rather a count out finish than this finish. Exactly. Or yeah, you said it. DQ count out, fucking even a time limit. You said it for like fifteen, twenty minutes. Like you know, you obviously don't have to go an hour, but you know, you don't have to. You know, you could just any number of things other than just just some wonky bullshit type finish. I would have had Apollo. Bring in a bring in that fucking spear and hit him with it or something. I something I would have had Apollo get uh, just beat the shit out of uh fucking um Biggie. That's what I would have done and had him get disqualified for it. I think that would have got Apollo over more than more than they know right there. Um, had I either because he had he had the, I don't know if they're just dropping that or not, but like he had those guys in the military fatigue with him like two weeks ago. And if they are like 
uh, fucking, you know, performance center guys or whatever, you have them go out there and just beat them up together. You know, there's all kinds of any number of ways that we could do this, but yeah, they went on the wonkier side of things. Yeah, they, they, I mean, look, this is, I, I hate using this term, but I think WWE thinks of this as a throwaway pay-per-view. Again, I hate using that term throwaway because if we're paying for something, we shouldn't have to go, well, this is a throwaway, but you know, whatever. It's only nine ninety nine. That's not how we should be thinking. That's letting them win. If we're thinking like that, you know what I mean? There's, there's no challenge if that's how we think. So I know that's how they think of it though, is a throwaway pay-per-view. It's just rich, just shoved in the last pay-per-view before mania. And they just, it seems like they just didn't give a shit with this pay-per-view or it got thrown together that day. One of the two. Right. Like, I mean, basically just like a dress rehearsal. It was like, all right, let's run things on Peacock Network for the first time to make sure that everything's going to go all right for WrestleMania and there's no big fuck-ups. And if there's issues that we have to kind of smooth out before then, we'll take care of that. Which, I don't know if you had been hearing it or seeing it or whatever, but I've seen a lot of people complaining that there's no pause button. Oh, I Real okay. That see, I didn't. I watched on the network. I went ahead and just watched on the network. I saw that. I saw people say that Peacock had limited ads. Well, I'll tell you what, they were on uh, the network also. If you watched it the next day, because I did, um, I saw ads on there. The same ad for some. I can't remember what it was. I that's how much I kept tuning out. But I I just watched on the network. I did not did. Any of our chat room watch on a uh, peacock and but th- that sucks with, I, I got a feeling they're going to add that. Wouldn't you think maybe this was just kind of the first, or maybe it's something with live that streaming. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very curious because, and like, I also noticed I was seeing somebody go through the peacock on YouTube, just kind of go through some of the features and whatnot that they have. And there's no like, way too there's not like a chapter by chapter section that you can use for like pay-per-views mm-hmm. so you can't skip to just whatever match you want to see you have to like try to find it you're on your own so like that's kind of a problem too i was also getting like a shit ton and i just mean a shit ton of DraftKings commercials oh wow Every other segment and i like to the point where i was like am i watching fucking the european feed like what is it it felt <laughs> like you were watching Cause like I, I watched the, uh, oh God, I can't even remember the name, like the Sky Sports version on uh, like SmackDown. Okay. And I got a lot of ads for like soccer betting, and that's what it felt like. But I was like, I'm watching the fucking Peacock version. Like, what's going on here? DraftKings is a big sponsor, I guess. Uh, so there you go. I've seen other people complain about it on Twitter, so I know it just wasn't just me. Mm. I don't know, man. It, it, I, I mean. Gambling's big, and there are sports. I guess they do a lot. I don't know. Do they do a lot of sports on Peacock? I don't know. Well, they're doing wrestling. They're doing those like those for like WWE related like bets and shit too. So, oh my god, I'm gonna tell you, dude. If I worked for WWE, like if I like booked everything, and I knew the fuck. Imagine knowing the outcome and going on one of those sites as like you know Jack Mehoff. And fucking just making a making a killing every fucking pay per view. Yeah, I wonder if any of them do that. I mean, honestly, as predictable as some of these shows are, 
I'm tempted to do it because I feel like I could take them to the fucking cleaners. Yeah, it'll be that one time you fucking put it all on the line that you're sitting there like, I can't believe they swerved me. <laughs> How yeah, could they bring Vince a, Russo been... back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I don't. My gambling that I'm comfortable with, that I'm comfortable with, me personally, I know a lot of people out there like to do sports bets, and I know a lot of, I know people that do like, you know, five bucks and three bucks and ten bucks and whatever, you know, you're not going to get killed that way. I also know guys that do 15, 20,000 at a time um, with local bookies. So I know a little of both, but my comfortable gambling is with, a, is with cards in my hand. I feel like I have some sort of control with that. Okay. I really don't. It's still luck. It's still, you know, the luck of the draw. But it, for some reason, I feel like I have more control when I've got cards in my hand playing poker or blackjack, um, ultimate poker, anything like that. Uh, I, I just feel like I have more, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe because it's something tangible in my hand. I'm, I'm, I just, again, that's just me. I, I'm not sitting, I, I'm not one of those, you know, oh, gambling is bad. No, 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 no. I love me some gambling. I'll play the shit out of some slots, too, if I'm in a casino. So, um, but anyway, I would definitely, uh, I don't know, man, give it a shot, you know. Bet a little, see what happens. But you're right. These have, now, meanwhile, you've also done pretty, both of us have done pretty shitty on predictions on a pay-per-view or two before. Uh, so... <laughs> That's a, yeah, I've noticed that. That's like the thing for me is I either get all of them right or I only get one right. Mm. Like there's no middle. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Luke Birch, you 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 never do bets between pals. Only kind of bets you make between guys is daring them to do stupid shit and paying them for it. I I never used to bet money with my friends. It just doesn't work out good. Um. He's right. He said he bets. He bets pride, not money. He's right. That's what I. That that that's what you do with friends. It's much better. Um, speaking of friends, I have neither. Oh uh, well, you know, pride is free, Smart, So you can still bet it, even if you don't have any. <laughs> you know, sometimes. Oh, uh, you know, you, you can always muster some up, sir. It's all right. It's all right. It, it, you're you're a good man, Smart. You're a good man. Speaking of good man, we get Elias. We get Jackson Riker and Shane. The fuck is Shane doing down there? My first thought. I don't know about you, but what the, the fuck is Shane doing down there? Then I saw Shane with a bandaged knee and crutches. And then Elias starts singing. Shane interrupts and he's like, hey, I, you know, I would never interrupt you, but I just want to let you know you're replacing me tonight. And that was the match we got. Smart Elias versus Braun Strowman. I thought it was funny watching old uh, Elias try to do the old stick and move. It wasn't working against Braun, though. <laughs> um, and then I thought the one of the funniest parts of the match, though, is at one point, Riker throws Elias back in the ring. It was like throwing the bear food to try to spare yourself from him eating you. It, 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 it just, it, it, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of someone throwing a bear a candy bar to try to, oh my God, hopefully he'll run for the candy bar. Um, you still there? Nope, he must have moved, breathed, or thought. Hmm. Damn it, Smart. Um, 
Ah, yeah, there you go. You're back now. Um, but yeah, th- that's what it reminded me of. Just trying to get a bear to quit fucking coming at you. Now, Elias did get in a few shots. Of course, Braun got the win. And you know, Smart, he did all this. I don't know if you noticed. His shirt never came untucked. Oh, wow. That is very nice. I mean, that's talented. I'm not quite sure why he's coming out in a three-size-too-small T-shirt now anyway that's tucked in. But I guess it is only tight and long enough that it can stay tucked in. Or maybe it's a onesie. Hmm. That's a good angle. That would be painful. Oh, See some, I could just see Bronte. He's got a onesie on, like a big, like a big baby. Okay. Uh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. But yeah, yeah. Um, Braun pretty much beat the shit out of him. Like I said, Elias got a few shots in, but Braun is pretty dominant in this match. Most of the match, throwing, throwing Elias around again. Man, I'm, I'm, I, I. I guess we'll get into it on Raw, but I still don't see how any of this Braun... I mean, they were singing a song about Braun being stupid. I, I, I don't see how this is supposed to get Braun over as a monster. Ever. Ever. I don't see it. I, I, I just... I don't know if you see it, but I sure as hell don't. Nah, that's Mark is talking and I cannot hear him, so... I don't know. It's just strange to me that I, I just don't think this 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 can get anyone over ever as a monster. This is so. I mean, you're not gonna forget about this. I mean, they're literally just calling him stupid now. It's not even hinted at or anything. It's Shane flat out calling Braun stupid at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Smart. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying. That, like you were saying, you don't see how this can get him over. It can't, and that's not. Like for whatever reason, they're just completely sacrificing this guy in order to get Roman over. I guess. I mean, they're not like this isn't to get Elias over. Like I don't know who the real winner is. Certainly not the people watching this. Um, you had mentioned what Shane was doing there, hanging out with like Elias and on them. They had posted a little picture like during the show. They were talking about it before the segment of like Shane training. And there was a like a little photo of him like in the ring before the show training, and like he had I guess he allegedly messed up his knee. Was the angle they were get, running with? Uh, so like told you at the towards the beginning of the show that this match wasn't going to happen, and then it was a matter of like who's going to end up replacing him, which uh, I was complaining that it was kind of bullshit that like you, you sell the show on this is one of the matches you sell the show on then you like just immediately bait and switch well i mean on raw they set up a match for mania so we're still getting <laughs> getting the match <clears throat> on a bigger stage so i guess look just quit bitching and be happy all right oh well, you know i'll do my best god damn it smart but um yeah, and again, they showed the same video on Raw, and I got to tell you, when I watched on the network, remember they have that next match feature? Mm-hmm. Any of those backstage segments, I just roll right on past, sir. Ah, well, I was going to ask you a question about that, because they had a Old Spice ad that had the 24-7 purgatory members involved in it. Oh. Like Spice guy, whoever their new spokesman is was out there shilling for Old Spice and Tozawa came up and he was 
screaming about where's our truth and the guy was like dude i don't know i'm just here to sell old spice and so hilarity ensued from there but this was, it was like this was right after the shitty finish of the big apollo match and then right after them announcing that Shane Braun match wasn't going to happen. So I was like, this fucking pay-per-view is off to just a tremendous start. Wow. I'm actually going to look for that commercial now. <laughs> it was kind of, it was not unlike the, uh, if you remember the KFC commercial with Ziggler, dressed as a colonel. Uh, it, it was kind of like that. Okay. Old spot. Did, did he act, did he win the title real quick? I don't think so. Okay, that's the one I have. This is from Fastlane. Here, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Just real quick, it says he won it. Here, let's uh, let's get this loaded up here. Probably an ad, so give me a second before. Oh, here we go. Hey, sir. My name is Joseph Average, and I'm here today to hand out free samples of Old Spice Wild with its ridiculously long-lasting scent. Ooh, Drew Gulak. That does smell wild. Thanks, Joe. You can body slam odor. <laughs> Where's our truth? Uh, I don't know anything about that. It's just a mild mannered old spice. Sip. Where is our truth? Gee Willikers, man. I don't know. I'm just I'm handing up free old spice. Take a sample. Our uh, truth's arm comes out, hands him the sample. <laughs> Oh, he accidentally won the title. I'm the 24-7 champion. Regular old Joseph Average champion. And R-Truth gets it back right now. Two, three, no champion. Get it back. You smell good, though, Joseph. You said this was free. Not bad. Is true. The Night Panther lives. Night Panther, what? Okay. Um. Anyway, that that it it, it was what it was. Who is the Joe Average guy? He looks like uh, a jacked Peter Avalon. Yeah. Keep thinking that Joseph Average would have been a great name for Eli Drake. Uh, no, don't give him anything. Even no. Joseph Below Average would be a good name for him. You have like above average Mike Sanders. You could have below average Electric. Joseph Shitty. There's one. There's one. I like that one. Just spell it S H I T T E. Shitty. Shitty. Poo poo. Joseph Poo Poo. I like that one too. Uh, anyway. Be the poo-poo platter. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And about, I, I actually use Old Spice, by the way. <laughs> I do, too. Well, I well, I use the uh, their shampoo. Their shampoo. Uh, I actually use the deodorant. The uh, uh, It's the clear blue. I've used it for years. Comes in a two-pack all the time for like six ninety nine. dollars so It's worth it. I use it for a very, 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 very long time. Um. Well, something works, you just go with it, right? That's right. Yeah, because I can't do the spray, and I can't do any of the... 
I can't do the spray. Shit just fucking... I, I, I don't need to be fucking aerosoled in the mornings. Spray doesn't work. It doesn't for me either. Nope. Like, I like to use the uh, gel because like the, the other stuff, like the actual stick of deodorant, mm. it just seems like it makes a giant fucking mess. See, I think the, the for me, the gel does too. The gel makes me feel like I'm just sweating all day. Yeah, I can see what you mean. You get like a little bit of a film on you. Yeah, never like the gel, which is why I just I've I've tried other stuff and I always end up going back to my old go to. So I just stick with it. Um, but anyway, that's uh, it wasn't that bad of a commercial. I mean, it's it's WWE. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's nothing you can say anymore. It was fast lane. So, anyway, it was uh, the Seth Rollins versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. It was a really good match. Um, I actually watched more than I took notes in this match. Both guys, though, with some really creative spots in this match. Um, Rollins getting the win. And he came out of this. I don't know if you saw, but he had two big whelps on the left side of his face. It looked like Nakamura actually like, kicked him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, really good match between these two, I thought. Did you see, by any chance, because during the match, Seth Rollins used a move that belonged to a certain somebody, or that was once used by a certain somebody. Moves don't really belong to people. But he was rather upset about it on Twitter, and he posted about it on Twitter, and then everybody made fun of him. Uh, This person in question uh, was, of course, the most serious of all serious competitors, mm-hmm. one Loki. Yes. Well, uh, but, but I think they call me the one world warrior. <laughs> yes, uh, he, well, he calls himself the professional now. Which, uh-huh. See you later like, there, Luke. Take it easy, Luke. Have a good night, man. Um, yeah. yeah I, 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 do you have that post up there? What, what he said exactly? I think I posted it on the, uh, the umbrella page. I can pull that up real quick. Oh, but actually, you don't have to do that. You can go right here to Sasha Baron Corbin. Slapped it in the chat room before you could even get to it, Smart. Well, you are you're just a treasure, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so basically, this is like the original tweet was from Fight TV. It says, the visionary wants respect. He's like, Seth Rollins is going by. That's his gimmick now. Well, low-key responds, of course, off the, other, off the work of others. Imitation equals best form of flattery? No. Stealing my shit, and you look like a newborn deer drop doing it? Question mark. This qualifies top quality? Question mark. Mimics who can't fight. Motherfuckers have been been playing with children too fucking long. Both of you should be ashamed of yourself. Hashtag perfection. Um, Which is great. Because then, like, immediately, like, the first comment is a picture of him being dragged off by Atlas Security. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to do an angle without telling the promoter he got in trouble for it. Um, I I see your reply here. (laughs) Are you also mad that Marco's stunt for being the same? Hi, it is you. Oh, shit. I'm looking at some of these replies. Um, he did one of your transition moves. Do you think Ko- uh, Kawato would get mad? Oh, this is David Bixenspan. Uh, get mad at at you for repeating Kawada kick spot? No, he's busy selling noodles. Well, that's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, he actually is. Oh well, then there you go. A lot of uh, let's see. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty. That thread just, I don't know. I kind of want to. Let's hit view more replies. (laughs) Favorites is this whole thing is he likes coming dressed out as like he likes cosplaying as the hitman character. Yes, I do see the one you're talking about where a bunch of people posted that where he's being dragged out of uh, uh, EC. uh, You said ECW? Like Atlas Security is dragging him out. Yeah. Yes, yes, I see that. Uh, Man. Yeah, somebody put, bro, who even are you? Okay, <laughs> damn man, you're you're nearly you're nearly as mad when someone suggests limiting the spread of infectious diseases. <laughs> yeah, you know you might not want to. Yeah, might not want to do this. <laughs> Oh, wait, someone posted a, uh, a GIF of it. It looks like it's got sound to it yeah, playing. I, I don't know what that one's about. It's The Rock. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> shut up, bitch! It's a shut up. <laughs> All right. Oh, look. Oh, they have another one where they put that little, uh, the little crying face over, low-key being dragged out by Atlas Security. Oh, wow. You know what, man? This is wrestling, and everybody steals everybody's moves. Relax, dude. Relax. And that's the whole thing. Is that his, a lot of his moveset was based on imitating, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, all Japan wrestlers of doing, like, the strong style, the kicks and elbows and knees and shit. So, he, like, he ended up coming up with, like, weird moves that he could pay for all his And that he's going to complain but he used to move a little bit one time. <laughs> like that that's the hill that you want to die on in this one. Like Jake Stick isn't out there bitching that people use DDP They've turned it into a fucking transition move and he, he can has bitched about that, but it's not like he goes, you know, and has a shit fit about it. Attacks individual people, you know. Well, you know, that's just the way he is, so I don't know. Loki shut up, bitch. Uh I think The Rock said it best. Then we get Drew McIntyre's mark. <clears throat> we get this Drew and Sheamus mark. We get Drew out there with his face painted like either Braveheart or the guy that made fun of Drew a couple of months ago. He was painted the same way. Oh, I don't know why they had to do this. But this was Drew versus Sheamus in a no-holds-barred match. Um, Smart, I think this match went pretty much as expected with these two guys. Pretty hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty hard hitting match. Uh, When I say this word, it's by WWE standards, pretty brutal match between the two. They both, I mean, you saw Sheamus on raw and he was fucking bruised, you know, chest and back all over the place. And Drew wasn't bruised as much, but boy, Sheamus and that pale skin just welted the fuck up, man. Yeah, I was gonna say he actually has color for a change. Yeah, exactly. Now they, they they fought all over the arena, and they they mainly kept it in the arena. They didn't go backstage really at all, right? They didn't go backstage at all. Not that I remember. I think they really they, there was a lot of like fighting past the guardrail or whatever, a little protective barrier. Because at one point, Drew ended up like throwing Sheamus through one of those fucking the Thunderdome screens. Yeah, I'm sure few people just you know aren't getting their money's worth now. We don't have enough screens. I would really, yeah, I'd actually really like to know what they saw when that happened. Well, remember, it's free. Um, and from what I hear, you see what's on TV. That's kind of what I thought. But, yeah. yeah, 
yeah, from what I hear, you basically just see what's on TV. So, um, but, you know, I, I guess that's all right. You still, you know, you can watch yourself if you can see yourself. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> Drew was nice enough to even roll Seamus back to the ring at one point on a little uh, cart case. That was very nice. He, you know, he didn't want him to have to walk smart. He, he was trying to be nice, I think. It was very considerate of him. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, too. Um, that was very nice. I thought it was very considerate. Um, Seamus put Drew through the fucking announce table. Uh, and then he, off of the barricade, by the way, and he brings in this piece of, like, wood with metal, uh, aluminum, so it's light. Uh, he brings that into the ring, and Drew ends up getting use of it with hitting the Future Shock DDT. Oh, my God, he stole the DDT. <gasps> Hey, Loki, you got anything on this one? Whoa. Son of a bitch, I tell you what. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) And uh, and then he hits a Claymore, and Drew gets the win, obviously. Again, I thought this was a good hard-hitting match between these two. Another one I watched more than I took notes. So, But really good match, man, between these guys. I really liked it. And uh, I think Drew was supposed to win this match, and I... Kind of like the look they gave each other at the end there, like, holy shit, man, put me through a hell of a match there. Mm. But I'm telling you, and you see it on Raw, I said way back when this whole thing started, this whole feud is going to end with these guys going to the bar and having a pint. Yeah, I guess I I shouldn't be surprised because they said that that was sort of the whole foundation that their friendship was built on anyway. But I mean, if you're going to sell this as we're for, we were friends, we're not friends anymore, then having them fight and be like, ah, oh, no, we're just kidding, we're friends again, like kind of, it's like, well, then what was the point? Like you could you could have just built a feud on like we want to figure out who's better. Like that would have been perfectly fine. Like because nobody really cared about the story. It was what was good about the feud was the matches. Yeah, but how many times did they go to this the, the exact same well with Sasha and Bailey? True. I mean, that's fair, but that's a little different because, I mean, they, well, I guess it's kind of the same. I was going to say they broke in together, but. Oh, well, yeah. Well, they did, too. You know, they, they, they that's what they've been talking about, breaking in and OVW and this and that. And not much of a difference here, man. I mean, a, a little. I, I mean, I know there's a, a difference, you know, you know, but same, same basic thing is what I'm saying. <clears throat> Same basic things. Um, let's get to this, Smart, because this this was probably the most talked about thing on this show, which is the Randy and Alexa Bliss thing, Smart. Yes. All right, we get Randy slithers down to the ring because, you know, he's a snake. He's a viper. He's got a slither. He slithers. He, he's doing his little pose, and he spits up oil again. Did you notice he had a kind of fight to... To sell this one, like he 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 would no sell, and he would be like, "Oh shit, I'm, the camera stop! I'm supposed to be selling." <laughs> yeah, uh, breaking up a little bit. Um, yeah, he, he was kind of having a hard time selling it, and then he would remember. Then he's like, "Just give me a towel." All the other times he was rolling on the ground, like like he had fucking you know appendicitis, and suddenly now it's just, "Oh fuck this shit again! Give me a towel." I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know, Spark. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to say. So anyway, he's uh, he's out there gasping for air, I guess you could say. He gets back in the ring. He says, come on, Bray. So we thinks Bray's coming out. Alexa comes out all happy, and she's got her eyes all blacked out. Uh, looks like Uncle Fester a little bit. And then she's got the, the, the blue eyes in. She gets in the ring. She turns on the mood lighting with her arms, Smart. She ran the lights with her arms. Like, take her. That, that's her magical power. She can, like, summon electricity. She, can, she controls appliances. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Lorden runs at her. She moves. Does it again. Randy hits the post. And Alexa kind of teases Randy around the ring. Mm-hmm. And then she just looks up, looks at him. And a set of lights falls. I could have gone bad in many ways when that light landed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sure they tested it a lot. But when shit falls, it doesn't always fall the way it's supposed to fall. It's true. Yes. So, anyway, uh, the lights so fell. I heard, like, every third word you said there. And now I'm hearing nothing. So. Almost got you back. I think I got you back. Let's see. Yep. Okay. So we've established now that Alexa has telekinetic powers. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think that's pretty cool. And she's very good at teasing. Um, because she gets back in the ring. Well, what? I said, well, now. Well, she is. She can sort of make Randy do whatever she wants. Um, now what really annoyed me is the announcers. She's getting back in the ring. Okay, this isn't a fucking golf match, you fucking cocksuckers. Stop it already. I, it annoyed me. I would actually like it if they called the entire match that way. Where it's just like, if a match was really boring, and it was over, they just start talking quieter. Where it's like, you know, in case somebody fell asleep watching it, they're just going to help them. Like, all right, we got another side headlock by Randy Orton. And there's an Irish whip and a reverse. Anyway, I mean, that that would at least be a fun gimmick if they did that. I, that I would enjoy. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. Uh, Who's that first guy they had on? Um, Marvez. That's about what he was like on the air, <laughs> on, on commentary. Kind of what it felt like. Um, so anyway, uh. That was thunder. Did you hear that too? Hey, you mentioned commentary. So while we're distracted, real quick, did you see? Um, I hear you breaking up, and you just kind of cut off there. Did I see what? Did I see? Did I see the stars, the sky? What did I miss? What did I see? What didn't? What do you want to know if I saw? And Mark will be back in a minute. Anyway, let's just keep rolling here. Um, Orton gets back in the ring. Alexa blows him a kiss. And then we get like a, almost like a fireball. Even the, the, the again, the commentators weren't sure what to do. They're like, I don't think that might have been a fireball, but I'm not sure she got all of it. They were just really confused. <clears throat> they 
they tried. Then Alexa goes up. She's on the turnbuckle. She sits there. And we see this, like, burned-up hand rip through the ring. And there's a, a fiery glow, almost like they just opened the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Uh, <clears throat> a glow coming from under the ring. We get, like a, like, a fireball from the ring. And next thing you know, it's The Fiend. He's all burned up. Uh, people were comparing him to Meltman. The Fiend hits the sister Abigail, and then Alexa mounts Randy Orton to pin him, and uh, and she stays there a while. She just stayed there on top of Randy for a while. Randy's wife wasn't happy. <laughs> I know it was a kayfabe post, but Randy's wife wasn't that happy about it. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny, though. I really did. I, I thought it was funny. I was laughing. She was just literally straddling the man. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there. There you go, Smart. Just sitting there like... You know what I'm talking about, Smart? You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about there? The problem with this is... <laughs> like You suggested before that she's supposed to be like sort of an adolescent... And a lot of people did, and I was—I kind of fought—I fought back on that. I was like, eh, no, it's not that she's supposed to be like presented as this young girl. It's supposed to be presented that she's like childlike and naive, like Bray's character. But the more it went on, I was the more that I really couldn't fight that claim anymore. I was like, all right, yeah, fine. She's—they're supposed to make her a kid. Or <laughs> so like now, if you, if you're established, she's supposed to be like a little girl, and you have her straddling this grown man. Like that's a little bit unfortunate. Like that's kind of uncomfortable, huh? Well, I mean, she was on his stomach. True, yes. <laughs> she is an adult. I mean, she Clear. wasn't, she wasn't like, like reverse cowgirling or anything. I, that would have, I'm telling you, that would have made for a much better pay per view. They wouldn't have changed the name, but it would have made for a much better pay per view. Um, hmm. I would have gotten, gotten an extra star for me. Yeah. <laughs> At least one. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to see what Melster thought about that match. Uh, okay. 69 stars in the Tokyo Dome. Well, <laughs> once she went to reverse cowgirl, it did get much better. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now I do got to say the social media mostly kind of hated this match, Mark, and hated the ending and hated the whole that Bray. A lot of people hated it. They even hated that Bray came back. And I'm like, but you, you got to realize this is one of those, you know, where it started and where we are. This character started as kind of a nonsensical, carny type, you know, the real Bray Wyatt, carny type cult leader. Mm-hmm. And then he got a little darker. He went on to, you know, by himself and we started getting, you know, a little darker. And then, you know, we... Finally, he brings the fiend into it, and then we get that little character going, and then, you know, he evolves the fiend once, and then he brings Alexa in for another layer of the character, and now we're here. This, he said when this character started that he has a plan set out for this character for a very long time. I don't know if this was part of it. I just, or might have taken him that long to let them get burnt up. All burnt alive in the middle of the ring might have taken him that one. Might have, that might have be what it took so long. But I just think, think the way he's constructing this plan. Good, good. Do you think when no. he was constructing this plan and drawing it out that he envisioned losing to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia? 
I think that might have just been a really good chance at some money. Um, <laughs> just in case the Bray thing didn't work out, you know? <laughs> 13. Lose to Goldberg at Super Throwdown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got a feeling that was penciled in somewhere. Um, and, it, <laughs> and, and not erased. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that was just penciled in, but I like the evolution of this character. Sure, I agree. So I mean, go. the thing that I noticed, the thing that the, the problem, if there's a problem, and to me there isn't. I like the character. I like having gimmicks, and I like having a little bit more over the top kind of campy stuff. Is when nobody else does gimmicks, and you have somebody that does do a gimmick. Like you just get a lot of people complaining that it just doesn't make sense and it doesn't work because you have a character that you've introduced in the midst of all these people who are supposed to be quote unquote real people. Like I noticed that a lot with the Abaddon character in AEW when she was doing her shit, people were complaining about it the last time she was on Dynamite. Mm. Where it's like you've got somebody who's doing character stuff, and then you have everybody else who's supposed to be like portraying actual like people. It's just be it that kind of clashes a little bit. And you, I think that's why a lot of people complain. But per, like I said, again, personally, I don't mind it because I like seeing gimmicks and wrestling. Yeah. As do I. And I think this is a, a hell of a gimmick. And I mean, it's just kind of, it's just really odd that you get people out there that were like, Oh, you know, this is so unrealistic. And it's like, mm, almost as unrealistic as what? Like Undertaker being able to control lightning or Kane controlling fire. Hey, by the way, did you know uh, Yokozuna wasn't Japanese? <gasps> oh, no. I mean, it, what do you mean the character unrealistic? It's wrestling. Do you know the whole thing is kind of unrealistic? <laughs> I mean, yes. very seldomly is an opportunity to go to a high up area and perform a dive during an actual fight. I mean, I mean, obviously it happens, but you know, it's just, it's, it, I, I just, it's just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. What some people are doing. And again, you get these people that are like, you know, wrestling's missing characters. And they're like, well, not this character. Say, so, well, you know, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you get what you wish for and you might just not like it all the time. You, can't, you just can't satisfy fucking wrestling fans anymore. How's that? Yeah, pretty much. So it's uh, a hard bunch to make happy. Of yes, 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 yes. So anyway, we got Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan left mark, and then we'll be done. Took a little more time on fasting than I wanted to. Hopefully, we, we should get through Raw pretty quick because both of us watch the Hulu, uh, so we're not going to talk everything. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. We had Edge out there as the special ringside enforcer. I don't know if did they always announce it as that. I did that role specifically. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they specifically announced that title. I know that Friday he was competing against Jey Uso to have be the ringside like enforcer. Yeah. I guess kind of. Long uh, story short, because we wrestling for that responsibility Friday night. That was the main event on SmackDown. No, nah, yeah, I remember that. I, I guess I missed the word ringside, but uh, Edge just kind of sat there throughout a good three quarters of the match basically um but uh i'll tell you what i really liked about this match really quick i like daniel bryan being like the almost like the technical 
practitioner, the veteran almost in the ring, kind of toying with Roman at times. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, and I'm immediately going to lose my support on this, but like back in the day when they would have strategically outmaneuver people. Uh, I didn't hear who you said. Just repeat that last part because you broke up right there. Let's try this again. Take two. Yep. Go. I said I, said I was going to lose. I would lose you a little bit because it reminded me of back in the day when you would, they would just have Bret Hart just like outmaneuver people mm. strategically, where it's like his whole thing was that he was just like smarter and like a better wrestler, so he'd be able to, you know, kind of find flaws in his opponents and be able to counter them and take them down that way. It, it kind of reminded me of that. Where he was just—he was—it wasn't necessarily—you know—he wasn't the biggest guy, he wasn't the strongest guy, but he was just smarter and he could like, out wrestle people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I—I I just thought it was really kind of just awesome watching Daniel Bryan wrestle that you know catch as catch can style, and it, it was just nice seeing him out there as that. Like I said, that that just that technical master and just going out there and like I said, toying with Roman at times, and Roman was doing his job, selling like a motherfucker for Daniel Bryan and just being the power guy out there, just kind of doing what he was supposed to do. The only time he didn't do what he was supposed to do, Smart, is it looked like he was supposed to catch Daniel Bryan when uh, he dove outside the ring at, at that one point. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't quite work, but they they came back from it well, I thought. Yeah, they bounced back from it. I don't think there's too many other mistakes. I didn't really notice them if there were. So a little bit of a minor snafu, but nobody got hurt, so it's limited. Yeah. You could tell it was a screw-up, but like I said, they, they got up and just basically just kept going, and, and everything worked out fine. I think Daniel Bryan ended up pushing uh, Reigns into the, the, the post, I think, right after that. It, it, it worked out fine after all that. Um, at one point, the ref was knocked out of the ring. I think, uh, 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 I think Reigns knocked him out accidentally, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, took that out. Um, Reigns hits a spear on, uh, Daniel Bryan. Edge took his sweet time coming into the ring. Um, and <laughs> that doesn't work. Daniel Bryan kicks out of that. There was a lot of submission moves in this match by Daniel Bryan. I, I got to tell you, there was a lot of... Daniel Bryan got in a lot of, like, not just offense, but there was times where he was dominating the match. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. You know? I mean, like you're saying, like, so it looked like he was twying with him at times. Yeah. Just kind of telling the story of him being the better wrestler and Robin being more of a power guy. Exactly, yeah. Okay, Sasha Baron Corbin said Daniel Bryan accidentally gave the ref the finisher... Uh, Reigns got out of the way of that. Okay, okay, that's what happened. Okay. Um, so after that, Jey Uso jumps into the ring, saves Roman because Daniel Bryan's got him in the yes lock. Uh, Jay comes in, like I said, he grabs a chair, he throws Edge into the corner. Daniel Bryan hits the running knee to Jay. He gets the chair and starts hitting Jay. And then he accidentally hits Edge with the chair. Reigns pins Daniel Bryan. Ref back in the ring somehow. Um, Reigns pins Daniel Bryan. Um, again, Daniel Bryan countered that into the S-lock. And Reigns is right about to pass out when Edge hits Daniel Bryan with the chair. Edge gets pissed him and at himself. He leaves. The ref gets back in and Roman retains. Yep. 
that that pretty much is it. Do you, do you think this is going to be like any of I you're 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 weird there. Ah fuck. <laughs> so, but uh, do I think what? Nope, not yet. All right, but uh, a good match. I really thought that uh, they really gave you the idea that Daniel Bryan could pull this off. Um, instead of just making it obvious that uh, I'm glad they didn't just have Roman Reigns go in there and beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. I think it was better this way. Daniel Bryan came off like he should, and Roman Reigns ended up retaining, so didn't lose anything either. Uh, and continued the obviously this continues the Edge feud, and everything uh, everything kind of worked out well here, if you ask me. Uh, Smart, you back? No. He's not back yet. So, hopefully he remembers what he was going to ask me. Hopefully I remember what we were talking about. And I'm going to go ahead and move on from Fastlane. Um, like I said, it was a... There were some good matches on the show. And there were some bad finishes. And there was just some bullshit stuff that we've pretty much gotten into and talked about. So, there it is. And there you go. Uh, Smart, what were you going to ask me? I was going to say, do you think this is going to be the beginning of like a bit of a heel turn for Edge now? It looked like it was. He was really angry with himself, and I think it might be. But if they're going to have him go against Reigns, heel versus heel. Well, the scuttlebutt is that I was seeing the Observer was talking about it, that they're expecting it to be a triple threat. Like, they were still selling it as being a singles match on Raw. Right, right, right. Maybe, like, on SmackDown, they're going to announce it being a triple threat. I mean, that would be fine, but you're going to have two heels? Well, I guess it's either two heels or two baby faces, so whatever, I guess, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a heel, a tweener, and a baby face. Something like that, yeah. Because I was was seeing, I mean, this is like more of kind of a discussion for Friday, but I was seeing that once again, the SmackDown rating ended up dropping. It was down like, they were saying like 3% from last week, which it's hard to necessarily pin that on one person, but the entire show last week was built on Edge making his return. So it's like you kind of have to put some of that on him. Yeah, I mean, they won't, but yeah, I see where you're going here. I do. I see. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll get more into that on Friday. We'll we'll pull that one up there. For that, let's uh, let's knock out Raw. We actually mentioned a few things on here that we're not going to um, that we can go ahead and skip since we uh, like I said, we already talked about a couple of things that we're not going to have to get into anymore, like the Elias and Shane thing. Um, I've only got one little thing to mention on there. Uh, all right, you ready to get into Raw? Let's do it. We get Lashley kicking off the show with the, again, love the fucking, the lightning, the video. I love the whole new entrance for him. It is so him. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well, I think. Yeah. I don't know how it's just, it's, it's just perfect. It's everything about it. Like I said, the lightning, you get the, the video of him just destroying people. Uh, It's just. He's a fucking just big jack guy, and that's what that they, they're just they they're using one monster right somewhere. Yes, uh, for now at least. For hopefully now, they keep that momentum. For now, um, 
it's Lashley versus Sheamus. Again, we talked about Sheamus being all bruised up. Um, of course, the match ended pretty much the way you would think. Lashley ends up uh, locking in the hurt lock on um, on Sheamus. And then after the match is over, now, forgot to mention, Cedric and Shelton came down at one point during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that because right after this, there, there's another segment right here. And we'll uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that. But this is obviously, I hate to say it's leading to a breakup, but it looks like it's leading to just, I think, MVP and Lashley staying together only. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is fine. I really do. I'm not quite sure I'm I'm not as upset. If they broke the whole thing up and put Lashley back on his own, maybe you'd get some complaining out of me. But they're not, so I'm not going to complain yet. Um, but anyway, Cedric and Shelton, they drag Sheamus outside the ring, and they start stomping the shit out of him. Drew runs out to make the save, gets in Lashley's face, face in the ring. MVP holds Lashley back, which... I'm not quite sure why he's doing that. Um, Drew. <laughs> he yelled about 80 times WrestleMania. Yes. Business. Yep. Just over and over again. It was just two words that he alternated like he was one of those dolls that you pulled the string on. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania. Business. WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Drew's out there daring Lashley to hit him. Um, and uh, I, I, it's just that was it. That was kind of it. MVP dragged uh, Lashley out of the ring, still saying both words. Um, but what again, remember they dragged Sheamus out, Cedric and Shelton did. We come back from commercial and we get Lashley, and he's pissed off at she- at, uh, at Shelton and Cedric um, that they were even down there. MVP says, look, you embarrassed them. You're implying that Bobby Lashley couldn't beat Sheamus on his own. Not really sure that's where it was going, but um, that's what we got. We do have another little thing with them, which we'll get into down the road also. So, but anyway, let's uh, let's get into that this uh, Oscar thing, Smart. What do you say? Let's do it. We got Oscar coming out. Oscar uh, versus Peyton Royce. This match is obviously coming off of the uh, kind of stemming from the raw take, raw talk promo that Peyton cut. We played mm-hmm. that on the show last week. They played a little bit of it before the match. Yep, yep, they did. They sure did. Now I got zero issues. I, actually, I I think Peyton is is good. I, I I know I shit on the Iconics, but it was the Iconics I was shitting on. It was, it was an awful gimmick, and she was just saddled with it. I can't really blame her for being saddled with a shitty gimmick. But I really only remember shitting on Billy Kay, not really ever Peyton Royce. Um, That's kind of the interesting thing. Is like I, my personal experience with it. I hated them as a tag team. I thought it was fucking incredibly annoying. It was just like the worst, just unlistenable, unwatchable segments. And then once they broke them up, they, I feel like they both became a lot more tolerable. Like Peyton is good on her own, and I, I personally don't mind what Billy Kay is doing right now with the whole resume thing and what she's basically, like her whole kind of character is that she's unlikable and she's not really good at anything, but she's still trying. So it's like it's like a little bit meta in that regard, and I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm 
I'm definitely liking it. I'm liking that she's kind of working the heel in, in this match right here. I liked where I liked that she worked the heel in this match. I think she can actually do a little more with that. I'm just looking at my phone and I got a, uh, I have a tornado alert until 4 a.m. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're supposed to be getting that tomorrow afternoon, so I'm, I'm not looking forward to that either. <laughs> well, there you go. It's heading your way right now. Uh, but um, again, I, this was a way longer match than I was expecting from these two. Peyton with a decent amount of near falls. Oscar, uh, of course, gets the win, but uh, Rhea Ripley comes out smart. That's right. She's got a smile on her face. So do I. Um, <laughs> she tells Oscar, hey, you're great, but you've already proved your point. She brings up that Charlotte's kind of a shitty partner. And she actually said, I'm very surprised because Charlotte tweeted it out Monday afternoon that she had COVID, but yeah. really in the promo said that Charlotte wasn't here because of COVID, which really shocked me. Mm. Like the only time they've even acknowledged that it exists is when they had to, because Drew had it. Right. Exactly. Well, they're they're doing that vaccine commercial now. Yeah, that's true. They are. They have to do the vaccine commercials. So it, it's, it's out there now. And um, I just, it's I, it's Asuka versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, and I'm excited. I feel like this is one of those things where it, it got better over time, where like we we just did like a little bit of like a whammy scenario. We kept we just kept going, kept going, kept going, mm. and then we ended up getting an actual grand prize instead of a whammy, because it started off as. It was going to be Asuka and Peyton, or not Peyton Royce, Asuka and Lacey Evans was what they were saying the original plan was. And then you went from Asuka to Lacey Evans to Charlotte, and then Asuka got a concussion, so it was debatable if that was actually even going to happen. And then Asuka came back, and Charlotte gets COVID, so now we got Asuka versus Ray Ripley. And, like, it just it kept progressively getting upgraded. Like, we started at coach, and we ended up in first class. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Um, <clears throat> I'm not expecting Rhea to win, but <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't even take a hit or anything. Um, yeah, I saw. Yeah, but, uh, I am expecting a really good match. Um, this should be a really it's good supposed one. supposed to be. Oh yeah, no, I think it's going to be a really good match. And what, what I thought was interesting is now that they're doing single day tickets and they're not just trying to get you to do double tickets mm -hmm. or the two day tickets, they've started announcing what matches are going to be on what night. So this one's going to be on night two, just as an example. And you're going to have the SmackDown title match on night two as well. The Raw one is supposed to be for night one. So we were talking about this. I think I was complaining a little bit about it Friday or Wednesday that they weren't even telling you what was supposed to be on what night. So they finally nipped that in the bud. Now they're telling you this is going to be on this night. That's going to be on that night. The only exception is they haven't announced what night the uh, Raw tag team match is going to be. And then whatever Biggie Apollo match, they haven't announced what day that's going to be either. So we'll see about that. But other than that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely will. We'll uh, we'll definitely see what's going on with that. Um, but, I mean, but they really didn't have a lot of matches. They really just announced a lot of matches Monday. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, Monday they really started making some matches. So, I mean, I'd say it's about time. It's like there's we... only like three weeks left. So, uh, yeah, no fucking time. But yeah, hey, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, shit, they did a whole fucking year for one match. God damn it. Because um, <laughs> let's see, it's the 24th right now, and yeah. it's going to be the weekend of the 10th and the 11th mm-hmm. of April. So that's, that's about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. There we go. That is that. But we'll... uh We'll uh we'll see what matches are uh, I got they're probably gonna do that raw match the first night I would say, um just a guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and we get Adam Pierce. He's backstage with Drew. Pierce tells Drew Cedric and Shelton they challenge Drew to a two on one handicap match, and Adam Pierce says I wouldn't even bring this to you, but I just want to give you the courtesy of telling it to you anyway. And Drew said, hey, I'll, I'll spice it up. If I beat them tonight, those two guys, they're banned from ringside at WrestleMania. Adam Pearce says, deal. Now he's glad he brought the match to him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He almost fucked up there. Shane would have been pissed. <laughs> he might have he got yelled at I, again. I like how he just has the, the, the power to just be like, yeah, but if I win this match, then it, the next match gets to be in my favor. Yeah. Well, Adam Pierce is the authority figure. Not quite. I like how he's like authority figure characters is that he's a bitch. Like he offers no resistance to anyone. Like people just tell him what the matches are going to be. And he's like, yeah, okay, that works. Well, he tried to resist Paul Heyman and got his ass kicked for it. So (laughs) he might have learned his lesson. (laughs) Just the most easygoing authority figure of all time. You know, I mean, I mean, what are you going to say to Braun Strowman? What is he, six foot seven, three hundred and something? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, what are you going to say to him? True, very true. I mean, Jesus Christ! Oh, listen, I had a job once when I first moved here at a at a drapery. Had a brat. Well, <laughs> like, look, I had a job once. And it was at a drapery rod company, right? Mm-hmm. I was only there three weeks, and they laid me off. Um, but all the employees there were ex-cons and two of my guys did 20 plus years for murder. Hmm. Do you know what it's like to tell a guy that killed a man what to do and to try to get mad at him when he does not do it the way you told him and he gives you that look. And you, every look he gives you, you're going, I wonder if that's the look he gave right before he killed that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Listen, buddy, if you could just stop turning all of the curtain rods into shanks, <laughs> much appreciated. Like, they're really effective at, at stabbing people, but they're, they're not holding the curtains the way that, optimally. Yeah, I mean, they were, at this point, they were older men, and they were both good guys, but every now and then, they, 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 they'd give you that look, so... Did any of them ask to be paid in cigarettes? No, 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 no. Not well, not that I know of. I I didn't do the the, the payments, but uh, I, it was it was just very intimidating. And you know, I, I bet I I, I kind of know where Pierce is coming from here. <laughs> That's actually a very unique perspective. I I like that. Yeah, I kind of know where he's at. Kind of know where he's at. When you know, again, it's that look. It's that look. Um. We get Miz and Morris, and they're down there for the old Miz TV. Uh, Miz is not happy that Bad Bunny laughed at him. Uh, after a very long, just a bunch of drivel from Miz, um, and we finally get that he's just upset that, you know, 
at Bad Bunny and you know not them on the, uh, no that's Bad Bunny and not them on the WrestleMania poster. And then they introduce a new song, Smart. Mm-hmm. Hey hey, hip hop. Oh, they played a little of well, it. Go ahead. It gets worse though because they didn't they didn't introduce it. They teased it. Uh huh. So they played a preview of the song. We get to hear the full song in its entirety next week. So I can't wait for a ratings deployment. I can't wait to fast forward through it. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Miz challenged Bunny to a match at Mania. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I saw a lot of people pissed. Fuck, what the dick? Okay, first of all, how many times has WWE had celebrities have matches at Mania? Snooki comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor. Uh-huh. And I mean, we can we could literally flip over to one WCW. Jay Leno. Hulk Hogan had to sell for Jay fucking Leno. <laughs> okay? So if you really want to get upset about this, there's things you might want to go look at online. You might want to go on YouTube because you're probably not going to find it on the network anymore. Um, so... I want to type in just celebrity WrestleMania and you're going to see more celebrities than you can think of already doing stuff at Mania. I don't care about this. I actually think it's going to be fun. Bad Bunny is out there doing everything he can to try to fit in. And I, again, man, I, I, I like what he's doing. Actually, I got not one problem with it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's part of the WrestleMania experience for better or for worse Mm -hmm. is that you're going to get your celebrity involvement I mean, I could maybe see if the argument is that they should have made it like a tag match. Now that way, you get uh, fucking Damian Priest out there too. Like, I could see that if the, if you're mad that you just have Damian Priest in a supporting role. But like, being mad that Bad Bunny is involved, it just seems kind of pointless because it's like it's been that way for months now. <laughs> like, you knew this was going to happen. I, I don't understand why you'd be suddenly upset. Yeah, uh, didn't Steve Amell have a match at Mania? Uh, either Mania or SummerSlam. One of the two. Still, same thing. Because he he uh, either teamed up. I think he faced the god of pro wrestling himself when Cody Rhodes. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think it was. I think it was the god of wrestling himself. You are you 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 might be correct there. Um. So anyway, the match is Miz versus Jeff Hardy. This took so fucking long to get to, dude. That that segment was very long. Very, very, very long. This it was very long, and then there was a commercial, and then it continued. And then it continued. Um, now, Hardy comes out, and he's like, look, Miz, whenever you get in trouble, Morrison steps in. He tells Miz, hey, why don't you send him to the back? So Miz actually does. Um, and a, a usual match, Miz, Jeff Hardy, ah, didn't really take many notes on it. it wasn't really anything that special Miz did counter the twist of fate which was kind of cool to see uh to hit his little finisher to get the win in this match Miz is celebrating the wins mark bad bunny out of nowhere hits him with a guitar pretty cool i thought actually and then bad bunny accept the challenge called Miz a Miz a bitch he said i accept bitch i liked it and i can't hear smart again um Again, no issues with this. No issues at all. So, that smart guy I think is back. 
Let's see. We'll find yes, out. Yes, he is. He is. So uh, there we go. Um, you laugh real quick is that like Bad Bunny's a hip hop guy or reggaeton, I guess, if you want to be really technical about it. But like none of his music really has like he doesn't play the guitar. He's a rapper. So like it just makes me laugh that like their only real frame of reference is like, all right, he's a musician. So guitar. Where it's like, if he had, like, if he was feuding with Tommy Lee, he would still hit him with a guitar. Like, this is what makes me laugh. Is it's like, we got to do something. We got to put over the fact that he's a musician. So let's just have him attack. He just carries guitars around and hits people with them. Like, see, you want to talk about low key being mad? Where is Jeff Jarrett's rant? Oh, gee, I know. And Honky Tonk. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah, gets, well, that man gets mad at anything. I think, I, I mean, if, if he was going to get mad at something, this should be it. Yeah, I think his claim to fame now is more of the gimmick to Gatorade. Yeah, he's probably just sipping on a Gatorade, chilling out. So, you know, forget it. Forget it. But mm-hmm. uh, we do move on to that two-on-one handicap match, which is Drew versus Cedric and Shelton's mark. Um, you remember the stipulation? I'm not going to have to say it again. I think everyone remembers it. I'm not going to insult the intelligence of the audience here. Drew did win this match, so we do not get any. Any Cedric or Selton at Mania. At least ringside. They may get a match by then, but who knows. And this is the last little segment we get with uh, MVP and uh, Lashley. MVP is backstage talking to Cedric and Shelton. Uh, MVP is obviously pissed they lost, especially with the two-on-one advantage. I can't really blame him there. He, he's got a point. And Lashley just walks up in the middle of him smart. <laughs> I thought it was great. MVP is mid-sentence. And Lashley just walks up like, Motherfuckers, you can't get it done? I'll find someone who will. And he goes into the uh, the old jobber squad, the 24-7 uh, regime, Smart. Yes. And he basically puts a bounty on Drew for a championship opportunity. Anyone who takes out Drew before WrestleMania... Remember how that's worded. Before WrestleMania, he'll give it a championship opportunity to. Which, I, if I was a member of the Hurt Business, I would have quit full stop right there. He was <laughs> like, I'm going to go to somebody who does know how to get the job done. I'm going to the fucking 24-7 locker room. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, that'd be pretty much an insult right there. You're right. You're right. I, I see it. I see it. it so... um. But yeah, it it was it, it was what it was. I thought it was pretty ridiculous too. I'm like, why would he go to these fucking guys? Like, why? <laughs> why? So anyway, um, we get Alexa back there. She's in her playground and she's just toying with Randy again. Not that way, Smart. Well, you know, maybe who knows? Who knows what happened that night? Uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, we got uh, Elias and Shane and Jackson Riker. They're down there in the ring. Uh, we get the video on Shane hurting his knee, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Shane says, uh, if he had had the match, he would have wiped the floor with Braun. They start singing that song, the, the song Braun is Stupid. Um, now, and pretty much everything in this segment, I mean, we kind of know how it goes. Braun comes down. He gets, you know, starts chasing them all down. And it is Braun versus Shane at WrestleMania. We do have that match. Uh, Shane says, have any match you want. So remember right there also, there's another little key. Shane did tell him he could make a stipulation. Remember that. Um, 
And then he said, Shane said he's going to win because Braun is stupid. Now, Smart, I don't know if you caught this, and I did not catch this last week. When Braun did his little shoulder tackle, the Strowman Express thing, did you hear the fucking choo-choo sound piped in? I can't hear you, buddy. Okay. Yep, yep. go ahead. Did did you hear that choo-choo sound piped in? You know, I don't think they did it. La- I don't think they did it last week, but I because I, I think that this week is the first week that they did this because I heard a lot of people complaining about how dumb this was, and I mean just a lot of people. So this definitely had to be the debut of the Choo Choo Express. Wow, it was embarrassingly bad. It was embarrassingly bad, dude. It was just 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 awful. Um, that's really all I wanted to mention in it. I wanted to make sure you heard it. Um, Probably everybody else agrees with that. Now, I got to tell you, though, WrestleMania is not looking bad on paper right now. There are some good matches right now on paper. Let's see how it plays out, but right now it's not looking so bad in my opinion. But we'll see. All right, Smark. Are you ready for the last part of Raw here? I can't hear you, so I'm assuming you're ready. Raring to go. Randy Orton comes out, and he's going to summon the Fiend. Um, Now, Orton comes out, he's got this black bag with him, and he's just kind of carrying it down. He sits in the corner of the ring. Um, He says, after tonight, Monday night, there will be no more Alexa Bliss, no more Fiend, and flat out, not even Hulu bleeped this smark. There will be no more bullshit. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, not even Hulu bleep that out. I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> again. You said you had a new mic coming in, though. So, we're fine. Um, I, could, I was a little shocked they didn't bleep it, but I guess, you know, what the hell. I don't know if they bleeped it on regular TV. Maybe Hulu decided to leave it in. I don't know. Uh, Smart can tell me when he comes on back. If, if Well, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Alexa comes out. She's got her little uh, a pentagram jack-in-the-box type thing. And the lights go up, out. And the fiend is standing behind him in the new outfit. Randy goes in the corner, grabs the bag, and it's a gas can. At one point, he just sprinkles some on the fiend, like a spit of it. Um, but fiend isn't moving. He's just like stoic, just not moving one bit. Randy grabs some matches from his pocket, and I thought it was—I thought it was pretty clever. He actually wiped his hands with the bag. I guess they didn't want a. Uh, Want that little Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, unflaming fireball uh, happening when the lighter didn't light. So, but anyway, if you use it matches, it wouldn't have happened. But I do understand wiping your hands. You also don't want any, you wouldn't want to catch your fucking hands on fire either. Um, But I thought it was kind of, just kind of funny. Orton ends up RKOing Fiend. Obviously, he never set him on fire again. Alexa gets in the ring, angrily stares at Randy Orton. The Fiend 
pops up, catches Orton in the mandible claw, hits his sister Abigail, and Alexa points at the WrestleMania sign. So obviously we know Orton versus Fiend at Mania. Again, Mania is not looking bad on paper. There's some there's some good matches that are that are that are on paper right now. Maybe, maybe Friday we'll go through some of those a little more when we talk. Uh, but they'll probably make some more matches Friday night too. So we'll definitely get into uh, some more of those maybe on on Friday night. We'll kind of go through the the whole thing and see what's going on. Um, now let's go ahead and get into uh, again. I feel like I'm being super loud. Turn this down just a little bit here. All right. I don't know. Uh, if, if I'm being super loud, someone tell me, please. Um, but uh, let's go ahead. I guess Smark is still on hold right now. I guess he's trying to find some way to get that cord going. Um, so while he's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and get into AEW. And then we've got a couple of little news bits that we're going to go ahead and get into. There's not a lot of news tonight, to be honest with you. But there is a little bit of news going on. And um, we'll get into that afterwards. But... In the meantime, I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna go ahead and get an AEW. Let me bring it up real quick right here, and I will go ahead and get into it. Not not too much meat on AEW tonight. Not that I can. Not that I know. Not that I see here. Um, we get Justin Roberts. He's introducing Kenny Omega. Starts off the show. Uh, Kenny and Don Callis. They come on out, and it's Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel. I, this was a really, I don't know, I a fun match between these guys. Really, it was. I thought it was at least. Um, you know, I I, I kind of forgot how good Matt Seidel can be. Um, now, obviously, Omega won the match, but Seidel really had a couple really good moves. You know, I I know the guy had a bad debut in AEW. Kind of came out, missed that moonsault, but or whatever it was. But hey. I really think he's made up for it. The guy's gotten better. It looks like they're for everyone else is forgetting about it and giving him a shot. So awesome. Good for him. Um, so there you go with that. And we get a really funny dark order segment backstage. Actually, I'm, truthfully, I was laughing. Um, you know, that, that they're back. John Silver, once again, just unbelievably talented when it comes to the comedy stuff. He just talks, and you 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 just want to start laughing. You just want to start laughing because he's he he's trying to be funny, and it works for him. It very much works for him. So I I I just start laughing at him a, a lot. So, um, but there you go. There. So, all right. Let's keep rolling here a little bit. Um, Again, Mixler just seems super loud. I hope I am not too loud. I'm going to drop Mixler down a little bit. There we go. That should be a little better. Um, but I did like this little segment. Again, John Silver, killing it. Killing it. Um, Hangman Page stopped by. We're going to get him in the next match anyway. It was Hangman Page versus um, Cesar Bononi. Or, yeah, Bononi. That's how you say it. Once again... I really like this guy. I hope they got a, some future plans for him because uh, I'm definitely down to see a lot more with him. So hoping they've got a good amount of stuff ready for that guy. I'm really impressed with him. Big guy, tall guy, ripped guy, 
good in the ring. I think he's got it. So hopefully they've got a few things they can uh, that they're looking to do with him. Page does get the win, but that guy is just a huge, huge guy. Um, in a land of not so many giants, but they're slowly getting some bigger guys in there, uh, which is good, which is good. Get a little promo from Lance Archer after that on Sting. Um, Archer's saying it's his time. Sting may be remembered as an icon, but uh, people will also remember Lance Archer. So, well, find out what happens on that. But, um, again, big fan of Lance Archer. Do like him. Think he's great in the ring, great on the mic, um, like in this video. <clears throat> now, we get this Tony Schiavone interview with Dr. Britt Baker. I don't think anybody thought Britt Baker was going to come out and be this, oh, what a great match. She's such a great talent, great this, great that. She came out and healed it right up. First of all, right off the bat, love the shirt with her face on it, all bloody. Like I said, that's going to be a fucking big merch seller for those guys. I knew it would be. Um, the crowd starts booing her, and Britt starts just trashing Thunder Rosa right off the bat. Just, oh, she's this, she's that. I think one of the line ones, you know, lines was, it took you 20 years to, you know, become a legend. It took me one night. Uh, great line. That really, that's a good line. That was a really good line. I really liked that line. So thought that was a pretty cool, cool little, uh, little thing right there to throw in. Um, did enjoy that right there. So thought that was cool. Um, now I, I, I'm not still not like a hundred percent down with Britt Baker and her mic skills. I know I, I, I still don't buy her as a badass on the mic. She's not bad. I'm not, not definitely not saying she's bad, but she's definitely not one of the best. Um, but still that match last week was just amazing. It's getting all the praise it should from everybody love that fucking match now i do got to say i think smart is still on hold here i did miss some of this uh christian backstage segment when i came on he was literally talking to frank kazarian called him cranky frankie that was funny that was funny um next week we get christian versus kazarian that's going to be christian's debut with aew on dynamite there um I did also like when Kazarian looked at Christian and went, Hey, uh, are you busy on Monday nights? Oh, no, you're not anymore. Uh, <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of that. That was a good line. I got to admit, that was a good line. That was a very good line. Um, I enjoyed that one. I did. I enjoyed that line. So um, we had that right there. And then from there, we went on to this FTR, Sean Spears match. Uh, it was them versus the rest of Pinnacle versus the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin of Top Flight. Another really fast-paced match here with these guys. Uh, but, again, only thing that can catch my eye in here, that old-school mullet on Pillman Jr. is just, just amazing. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. I love that right there. Pinnacle guys do get the win. MJF, uh, actually, uh, one of the FTR guys start talking first. Then MJF grabs the mic. Uh, that's when it gets a lot better. MJF calls Jericho fat. He calls out Inner Circle. Tony Schiavone just sits there, and he's like, you know what happened last week. You heard him. They're not here. 
And MJF just gets in his face like, you got something to say? And Tony was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 that was an, another enjoyable little segment of the show. Um, again, I, I, it wasn't a really action-packed show like uh, AEW usually, usually has. But there was some good good stuff on here. Probably, actually, not many matches. More more talking segments than usual. We get this Team Taz. They're talking again. They're talking about when Cage praised Sting. Said uh, Taz says that Brian Cage apologized to everyone. And right here is where my show locked up on me. So I apologize. I can't go any further. When I came back, it was QT Marshall talking to Tony Schiavone. Complaining about Cody Rhodes, pretty much, basically, you know, oh, I worked for him, he treated me like shit, blah, blah, blah. Now, let me just say something about QT Marshall. I think QT Marshall might be one of the most unintimidating, uninteresting people in wrestling. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. I know I'm probably not supposed to say things like that, but I just don't see anything. He's just... Another guy. He's just another guy out there. So I, I'm i just not crazy about it. Just not crazy about this whole thing. Um, Cody does come out, give QT a match. They're calling not calling it a match. They're calling it an exhibition next week. Uh, and Arn, Arn is going to be the ref. So uh, this could get interesting with Arn in there as that ref. We'll definitely see what happens there. Um, let me see here. Smart back yet? No, no, no. Well, I'm gonna keep rolling through this. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna stop. I need to get done. I got, I got work in the morning. goddammit. it, like everybody else out there does probably. So I gotta go to work too. Lucha Brothers with the Laredo, Laredo, Laredo Kid versus Brandon Cutler and the Young Bucks. Um, we saw Matt. He had his uh, his wife down there and his two kids. That was pretty cool to see. I don't know if I've ever seen him. Now. I'm just not supposed to know how I'm supposed to feel about Brandon Cutler. They bring him out there like he's... <laughs> they bring him out there like he's QT Marshall. Um, another guy I'm just not excited about when I see him. Um, I don't know. I mean, good match, but uh, it was Brandon Cutler. I don't know. Laredo Kid ended up uh, picking up the win on this one. Kenny Omega comes down the ramp, hits, uh, jumps Laredo Kid, ends up hitting him with the mic once. The Bucks come up and they're pulling him off. And we get this kind of kind of heartfelt promo by Omega here. You know, hey, look, I, I didn't choose AEW. I chose you guys. and You know, I could have gone anywhere. I didn't go to, he said, New York. He meant Connecticut. They used to say New York back in the day. But, um, you know, it, it, it kind of does all that. And he gets pissed that the Bucks chose Cutler, Brandon Cutler, over him for the match. And it's like, well... All right, the champion's going to come in there with us. Omega gives him one more chance. He said, I'm going to throw up a two-sweet one more time, and that's it. Now or never, guys, literally said that. Uh, the Bucks don't do it. They walk out. Um, Lucha Brothers come in, super kick Omega. Omega was bleeding from his mouth a little bit. And as those guys are leaving, all three of them, with Laredo Kid, the Good Brothers come out, and they, uh, they're picking him up, and Kenny's like, I'm done with them. I'm done with them. So... Must be done. And after that, we get this Jade Cargill promo video. 
uh, this is a very good idea to do with her, and I would do these as long as I could with her. Uh, she is not great talking yet. She's not even that great in the ring yet, uh, but she's passable in the ring. Talking, obviously she's passable, but she still needs a lot more work. I think it's going to be good that they're going to be doing pre-tapes with her. They should do as many of these as they can with her uh, just to keep it, just to keep keep the promos going and um, not have her out there not ruin, kind of ruining her character by, by not cutting good promos. Definitely should be doing these pre-tapes. She can get a couple takes at it. She can get it right, you know, every time. And uh, they can put out something good for her. Because once again, I think the girl has got something. She's gorgeous. Great body. And she looks like a fucking beast, a wrestler out there. So I'm keep going with this. Now, we get this showing this thing with Brandy and Cody. And I'm watching this and I'm like, they can't be doing a a reality show. Could, could are they are they doing a reality show? Well, yeah, it looks like they are. It definitely looks like they are doing a reality show. Uh, Smart actually sent me the name of it. Give me one second here. I'll pull that up. It is Rhodes, spelled you know R H O D E S, just like their name, to the top. Coming soon on TNT Drama. So TNT is giving Cody and Brandy their own show. Uh, they've always been taping this for a while. You can see a lot of things that they've already gotten going. Um, I guess it's going to be kind of like a Miz and Maurice kind of show uh, in a way. So, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've actually never watched Miz and Maurice. I'm, I've watched Total Bellas. I've admitted it before. I'll admit it right now. I've done it. I've watched it. Total Divas I watched. So maybe I'll give this a shot. See what the what uh what they do. I don't I think I get TNT drama. Trust me, I can find it no matter what. Um but yeah, they are getting their own reality show. You keep saying you're not Triple H and Stephanie, and then you go completely Triple H and Stephanie sometimes. So <laughs> Anywho, we get Kingston and Moxley after that, and they're they're backstage. Uh, we get Eddie Kingston sitting there. He's got the got his you know leg sticking out there with a, a cast on it. Uh, Eddie says he has a broken something, uh, and uh, a good little promo here by Ed, by Eddie Kingston, which his promos are always great. Uh, Moxley asks. How far are the Good Brothers willing to go? And um, I got to tell you, once again, I know I said this last Wednesday, but I got to say it again. I like the dynamics they have going on with Kingston and Moxley right now. It's th th These seem like two guys who do this, and then the camera goes off, and they are just dying on the floor laughing at what they just did. And I hope that's the way it's going because that's the way it's feeling with them. They look like they're having fun they look like they're enjoying being together instead of being against each other. And I'm really liking the way this is coming off with these two guys. So 
There you go right there. I'm liking it. I hope they keep it going with these guys. I don't know how long Eddie's going to have that cast on for, but uh, I got a feeling it's not going to be very long. We get now the Rose out there. She's with Vicky Guerrero. It's versus Tay Conti. I, I, I like this match. Tay got in a lot more offense than I expected, at least. And I certainly was not really expecting Tay to get the win in this match. But she did end up getting the win in this match. Nice little win there for, for Dark Order and definitely a big win for Tay Conti. Um, after the match, Vicky grabs Tay's leg. Nia goes to power bomber, and Sheeta comes out, kendo stick to the back of Nyla. And then Bunny jumps in. No, 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 not bad Bunny. Just the Bunny jumps in and hits Sheeta. Um, Matt Hardy and the Butcher and the Blade are out there. He says the Eliminator tournament was pretty bad. Actually, I think he said it was awful because Bunny wasn't in it. She's been overlooked, but that's going to stop now. Now, once again, both companies now have a Bunny. One's a bad bunny, and the other is another bad bunny. Anyway, let's just move on. Next, next week, we get uh, the Arcade Anarchy. That's going to be Kip and Miro versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Um, that's going to be an interesting... I mean, I don't know how many times we can keep going to this well... But they're going to do it again with these guys. Uh, this whole storyline was kind of should have been over after the 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 first thing where you know he was the Chucky was the butler, Charles was the butler. I think that just should have been over right there. Um, anyway, after that little announcement, we got another great Scorpio Sky video. Again, not many matches on this show, but a lot of video packages, a lot of talking segments. Um, but this last match was was a damn good match. Darby Allen versus John Silver. It was for the TNT title. Dark Order was all ringside. <clears throat> Silver threw threw Darby around for a lot of this match. Actually, he threw him around pretty damn good um, until he messed up one little move. Ended up on the barricades, and that kind of gave Darby the the rest he needed to get back into the match. Plus, Sting came out and scared all of Dark Order. All of Dark Order was scared of Sting. Even Evil Uno was scared of Sting. That's that's that that's saying something right there. Uh, I kind of expected Darby to pull out the win here. I wasn't expecting Silver to get the win, but um, Darby did get the win here. Uh, Darby goes to give Silver a fist bump, and next thing you know, he's being dragged out of the ring. It's Matt Hardy, still in his blue, blue suit-ish. Uh, Sting comes down, he gets involved, Dark Order starts getting involved, Tate came came running out. It was just chaos to end AEW. But, like I said, it was a, a, a good show. I, I really don't think we had more than four or five matches on the show. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, here, I can I can go back here. Let me, let me go back and see exactly how many we had here. We started out with... We started out here... So we didn't have a match. We had one match to start off the show. All right. Uh, we had about five matches on the show. It's not bad. Not bad. And then, a lot of, like I said, a lot of talking segments. So the show, not very, not, not, not the best, but not, not a bad show at all, in my opinion. Um, let's go ahead and start. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get into some, 
some news and get this wrapped up. Um, thank God I've been taking good notes lately. Otherwise, it would have been over a lot longer or a lot, it would have been a lot shorter, excuse me. So, you know what? I got something I can do real quick. Smart sent me a video. Um, you know what? I'm going to wait for that. I'll wait for that right here. We got Kali, the great Kali. He is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, I'm seeing a lot of, again, here we go with social media. Oh, what has he done? He sucks. He can barely move. He couldn't move when he was there. He's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? He has had a lot to do with the relationship with WWE and India and the television over there. And I again, I think they even have a WWE India, a, a, the whole television show. We've played some of that, uh, that woman uh, a couple of times on the show. He had a lot to do with all that because he does have connections over there. He is like a god over there. So I kind of see what they're doing here. I have no problems with it. It's the fucking Hall of Fame. I've said this before. This was on the intro to the old THT. It's a fake Hall of Fame for a fake sport. Let's not get our fucking panties in a bunch and jump on Facebook and complain. Because I'll tell you what, when you jump on Facebook and complain about this shit, you're not looking good because other people understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, and you're made to look like a fool. That's what's, that, that's what's happening. People are just getting made to look like fools. Yes, they did this. Okay, who cares? Who gives a shit? It doesn't even matter anymore. It just doesn't. Just doesn't matter anymore. But uh, I, I, I listen, like I said, I see why they're doing it. They're, uh, it's, it may, you can say, oh, it's more about money than it is about talent. Okay. And they also, like we, you know, we talked about this last week, they also exploit the Warrior Award. You know, it w- w- doesn't matter. doesn't have to be based on talent anymore. They're basing it off of what they base it off of, and there's nothing we can do about it. Not a goddamn thing we can do about it. So let's not even, especially let's not, let's not get upset about it. Um, anyway, that was my little piece on that. Great colleague going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year for 2021. Hey, good for him. Andrade over the weekend was finally granted his release. Um, again, we had said he had taken all references, references of WWE off his Twitter, uh, basically broke ties with the company. We heard he had asked for his release. There's a lot saying that uh, Charlotte had a lot to do with him getting his release. I don't know if that's true or not. I've seen the, the, the story coming out that she said, oh, either he let him out or I'm walking. Uh, I don't know about all that. I, I, I don't want to comment because I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but I do know what is true. Speaking of true, Andrade did come out on, uh, on Twitter. New name, El Idolo Andrade. At Andrade El Dolo. There you go. If you want to L E L L Dolo. Uh, he says, the rumors are true, and I don't know what the future holds, but I want to make my dreams come true. Thank you for giving me so much support these last days. Los rumors, and then he says it in Spanish, which I am not even going to try to do. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt that. But yeah, he was granted his release over the weekend. Um, again, WWE has confirmed it, so it's you know it's he confirmed it. WWE, everyone has confirmed it. I don't know where he's going to go, but a lot of people are saying that Ring of Honor has a pay per view coming up very soon. Remember, guys, let's all keep this one in mind. I would assume he's got a 90-day non-compete, so he's not going anywhere for at least 90 days. Nothing televised, at least. Remember those words, nothing televised. You could see him at a non-televised show somewhere if you can find one. I'm, I'll tell you, you know, indie shows back here have come back, so, you know, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be here, but indie shows are coming back slowly, so uh, we will definitely, definitely be seeing him soon. There's uh, one little... Thing. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know what? Let's let's get into this, and then I'll talk about that just in case Mark comes back. So speaking of odd things happening in the world, I know there's a lot, a lot of weird things happening in the world right now. WWE over the weekend said that the two hosts of WrestleMania, and I would assume they're gonna do this on opposite nights. I'm sure one's going to host one and one's going to host the other. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. This obviously brought up what Hulk Hogan had said. This is like, I don't know if this is an apology tour. Uh, this obviously actually brought up the exact words Hulk Hogan used. And I'll tell you, man, it, it every time I read them, it, it gets worse. What he said, I mean, he didn't say it once. He, he flat out said it twice. Hard R. And you knew, we all knew the company was going to try to make us all forget about this. We knew it was going to happen. We, we knew they were going to let him fade away. And we knew they were going to try to just sort of sneak him back in. And they did. They did. They snuck him back in on a Saudi show. And they didn't get much shit for it. So I guess they were thinking, all right, I think we got away with something here. I'm thinking maybe that's what they thought. All right, maybe people aren't as pissed as we think they are. I don't know if Smart's restarting or what. Maybe they're not. So maybe they just decided to use them again and again. This, though, this here is getting a lot more backlash than I've seen. A lot more backlash. And I can see where it's coming from. A lot of people still upset with Hulk Hogan. A lot of people should be. A lot of people should be very upset with Hulk Hogan. A lot of people shouldn't forgive Hulk Hogan. Some people will, but a lot of people should not forgive Hulk Hogan for what he said. Like I said, it gets worse every time you read it. I'm not even going to repeat it. Uh, we've played it on the. We I've played it on older shows. Not going to repeat what he said. Not even going to repeat it with. It, 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 not even saying the word. I'm just not going to repeat it. It, it. it was horrible what he said. Um, but uh, this is, like I said, this is really blowing back on WWE. Are they going to do anything about it? No. No, they don't give a shit. They're not going to do a goddamn thing about it. Um, but let's, I, I guess let's see how it plays out. I'm assuming Hulk Hogan's hosting one night, Titus O'Neil hosting the second night. And that's fine. I, that, what am I going to do? They're not going to listen to me. I can bitch all I want. They're going to do what they want, but it it doesn't matter. I can sit here, complain, say oh, it shouldn't happen. Let's cancel Hogan. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. 
And like I said, a lot of people forgive Hogan. That's fine. A lot of people don't forgive Hogan. That's also fine. A lot of people, like I said, a lot of people should not forgive him for what he said. And like I said, that the he, he was more apologizing for getting caught. I didn't know I was on tape, brother. Well, yeah, if you knew you were on tape, you wouldn't have said it, obviously. The fact is that you didn't know you were on tape and you said it, which means you would have said it if you were by yourself alone and those are your thoughts. So the, the, again, the, 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 uh, it's, it wasn't even an apology. It was an excuse. I'm sorry. It was, it was an excuse. Let's not even call it an apology anymore. He gave an excuse. Some people bought it. Some people didn't. And, uh, let's just leave it at that. I guess. I don't know. I'm starting to get upset with, with, with the whole thing. Um, I saw a post put out and I didn't really hit me until we, uh, until I'm thinking about it here, 2011, we get Edge. He retires due to a due to a neck injury. We knew we all knew about that. 2016, Daniel retired. Uh, Daniel Bryan retired due to uh, concussion issues. Uh, you know, a lot of different issues. In 2018, we get Roman Reigns. You know, his career kind of came just a halt with you know the whole push going for him due to leukemia. And right now. You know, we we go, you know, 10 years later for uh for Edge. We go you know, what? 5 years later for uh for Daniel Bryan. We go a couple years later, you know, 3 years later for Roman Reigns. All three of these guys now are going to be probably headlining Mania. And it it just like I said, it's something that just didn't hit me until I, it was put out laid out like that. And it's pretty pretty amazing to think about, you know. Edge retired, probably thought he was never coming back. Daniel Bryan retires, probably thought he was never coming back. Uh, Roman Reigns was different. We came back very fast. We thought he was going to be out much longer and came back, and we've gotten some great Roman Reigns out of this. Thank God we've gotten some amazing Roman Reigns out of what happened. And, I mean, if, if the pandemic brought us anything good, it's this new Roman Reigns character we're seeing. But you had two guys here who retired and probably never thought they would be back in the ring. Um, and both are 100%. Both are cleared. Both are back in the ring. Uh, like I said, 10 years for Edge, five years for Daniel Bryan. It's uh, it's pretty pretty amazing when you think about it. And like I said, it just never really, you know, once you see something broken down with the years and everything, it, 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 it makes a lot of sense. And it is pretty amazing that, you got two guys who came back from career-ending injuries and are now, like I said, 100% cleared to wrestle and uh, out there giving it all they got. I mean, look at that fucking match Daniel Bryan had at Fastlane. It was, was was amazing. Um, so really good, really good stuff watching all that. And um, I guess what I'll do is I will go ahead and play that video. Smart looks like he's... Uh, Went ahead and gave up on the whole thing tonight. Um, that's fine. Not a problem. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm always here for you guys. And um, I will uh, tell you what. I got a little video he sent me. He's, let me see if I can get a little preview of it so I'm not, uh, not completely blind on what the video is. But I am a little blind. I haven't seen it. But Smart sent it. Let's see here. Let's see. 
the end. Because I feel the need to. It's going to lock up. Soren, if you're out there. All right, I'll tell you what. And you're watching this. I'll tell you what. I'm going to. Uh... I'm gonna end up. I'm, I'm gonna record this. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, so I don't have to depend on my internet on this computer. And we will play this for Friday. How about that? Let's not even mess with it. He's uh, obviously talking about question mark karate man, and um, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to break it up. So let's just wait till Friday on that. Which means I can go ahead and wrap this show up. I appreciate everybody dealing with the uh, little. Audio issue. Smart does have a new mic coming. I think he said it was coming in tomorrow. So hopefully we'll have all these issues taken care of. He got the computer taken care of. He's not dropping out like he used to. Uh, He got a new computer. So hopefully he'll get this taken care of. I think he will. I'm not that worried about it. But uh, I'm going to go ahead, everybody. I'm going to sign on off out of here. I'm hitting the music. Y'all can take your drunken ass home. I'm not even drinking tonight, so I ain't taking. I'm taking my drunken ass to bed. Not even drunk. Uh, anyway, high marks, cheese man, mojo, gee whiz, oh gee whiz, you should be listening to them. And where are you going to listen to them? You're going to find them on Mixler.com/slash/metalmit to network. That's right. Double those T's when you're talking about Metal Mitt. You definitely should be. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. Check them out. And, of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, you guys want to be getting on for this, the inhuman experience. It's Bobby Anthem. It's Bobby Blades. There's some shit going down that you guys are going to want to definitely, I would say definitely, keep track of this show because when... When, when this shit comes out, they're going to be forced to come back. I got a feeling. So definitely be ready for that. And, of course, Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. They can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. Eric, Doug, Daniel, great guys over there. Find them over on Blog Talk Radio. Just type in Everything Unscripted Wrestling. You will not be able to get it finished before it pops up in the search bar. Check him out. Steve Milan, really appreciate you sharing the show. Thank you very much. You find him on letterboxd.com slash Steve Milan. He's over there sharing, uh, well, I'm sorry, reviewing movies. Definitely want to be checking him out. You can give us a review, too, if you want. You can go on uh, Apple Podcasts and do that. You can go ahead and subscribe to the show on uh, Spreaker. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can find us on Anchor. You can get us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM, Anywhere you guys find podcasts, I greatly, once again, appreciate everybody dealing with all the little audio things we got going. Hopefully, they'll be done and finished coming up uh, Friday night, which we will definitely be back for. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. Thank you, everyone downloading. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And see you. So, take your drunken ass Look here, sit a spell, drink some more, time for the band to hit the door with my